You're listening to a life-changing podcast that does a deep dive into what's behind the silence, the truth no one wants to talk about, featuring two thought-provoking professional coaches who specialize in linguistic patterns of thought, feelings, and behavior. As NLP practitioners certified in life-changing, the dynamic duel, Stacey Cutright and Stephanie Dimmel. So I got up the other day, Stacy, and it felt like spring was upon us. Oh, well, spring's been upon you for a long time, considering <laughs> I live in Michigan. When I, when I do like uh, a Zoom or call with you or whatever, and you're sitting in short sleeve shirts outside playing with the chickens and stuff, I'm like, are you kidding me? I, you know, I'm spending, sitting in my office with a space heater <laughs> and a blanket because, <laughs> and my blanket because my husband keeps the house at 64. I mean, ah, it sounds like it, our house. <laughs> yeah, it's winter out, dude. Yeah. So I, I, I'm, I, I'm glad that you're feeling spring is in the air. Actually, I think we got to maybe 38 or 40 yesterday and I heard warmer warm trend. Yes. And I had heard even there was a rumor that on Sunday, even though it's supposed to rain, it's supposed to be 50. I mean, get out the bikinis. For real. Come on. (laughs) I mean, dance in the rain, you know? Why not? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, one thing, let's just jump into this um, if we can. Um, I know that we had somebody that had asked a question uh, after our last podcast about fair fighting. Um, would you like to read that question? Yeah. And where, and where it came from? Yes. This one came from Missouri and it was Robert and he had written in and it said, what do you do when you want to fair fight with your wife and the other, and your wife isn't willing? Ooh, that could be an issue. That could be a big issue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's oh, tough, right. right? That's really tough because if you're wanting to change the relationship and the other person's not, that does tend to pose some stumbling blocks. Yep, it sure does. Well, one, I want to say, Robert, I'm sorry. Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Two, I want to give you hope you know, that there are, there are avenues to, to exhaust. And, you know, like we explained in, in the um, podcast, you know, before different steps that you can take, and maybe, maybe you haven't taken those steps mm-hmm. and maybe it might be something, you know, feel free to reach out and, and talk to us more about it. Um, you know, I know that it's, you know, in the 30 or 40 minutes that, you know, we spent talking about it, you know, unless you're sitting with writer's cramp and writing everything down, it's a little, you know, a little bit difficult or, you know, maybe getting into some type of, of, um, counseling or coaching, um, you know, might be helpful. And the other thing is, is, you know, being willing to accept sometimes people aren't willing to change, even though we're willing to grow and we're willing to change and we want them to do the same. And because we desire it and we want a healthy relationship, sometimes we have to look at, is this relationship 
adding value to my life or is it making withdrawals? Mm -hmm. You know, is it depositing positive into my account or is it continuously, you know, withdrawing and causing, causing us to go in the red? What's your thoughts? Yeah. I, you know, I, when, when I hear of people getting divorced or separated or they break off the relationship, I always wonder, you know, what type of communication they had. And a lot of times if I know the person really well and they're like, well, I'm trying to change and, you know, the other person's not willing to change and they're just stuck in their ways. And, you know, that really, really makes it difficult because I'm a person that believes in growth all the time. However, I know that there's tons of people out there that aren't like me. And, you know, when you can, can't get someone to change with you, you're right. Sometimes you have to look at those deposits and withdrawals to see, you know, how is this in, impacting my life? Because I'm a true believer. I always say this, we get one shot at this life. Absolutely. And by golly, I'm going to make it the best shot that I got. However, uh, you know, some think that, you know, that's not, that, that doesn't even come into their mindset, you know, that, Ooh, that's my best, my one shot to get it right. You know, and so some, some folks just fall into certain patterns of behavior to where they just don't see growth as something that's necessary. They like life exactly how it is, whether it's good or bad or ugly, that's how they like it. They don't want to change it. And so when they hear all this growth stuff, mental health stuff and things like that, they're like, oh, bleh. you know, like, so I think it's important that um, you either get the help to try to communicate, to try to influence that change, because I, I know that it's worth it. I know that another person, person can certainly help with that, that, you know, fair fighting, um, bringing perspectives to the table, the understanding, helping you understand what's driving the behavior behind the fighting. Like, and I think that's all important. So, you know, for Robert, I think, you know, if, if your wife's not willing to grow, you know, I think you still have to communicate what you feel and you still have to try to communicate what you need from her. And I think walking away when that you feel that rising tension or that rising argument approaching I think it's still walking away and really trying to walk back into that when the emotions are gone and finding that time to sit down and continuing to try to put the ball um, in your court to where hey this is what I'm perceiving this is what I'm seeing and this is what I'm feeling not from an attacking standpoint and really trying to continue to I guess, open her mindset a little bit, but if you can't, I, I'm a firm believer in, you know, is that relationship good for you? I also believe that. Well, thank you for your input, Steph, and, and, uh, and Robert, you know, like, like I said, if, if you would like to speak further about this with us, you know, feel free. Our contact information is is uh, in the link and uh, we'd be more than happy to, to chat with you. Absolutely. So today we're gonna be talking about expectations. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. I, you know, sometimes I feel that word is a dirty word. <laughs> <laughs> and and why I say that is, you know, there there is a hundred percent, a million percent truth to, you know, that our expectations only lead us to our next disappointments. Yeah. And when I feel disappointed, it doesn't feel good. So that's why I consider expectation being kind of a dirty word. You know, I, I talk about, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I I talk about that a lot um, is that the expectations that we have of ourselves and others can really lead to that disappointment and that loss that we feel. Yeah. Anger, resentment, the whole nine yards. Yeah. All all, all the stuff that, that, uh, you know, like in our last podcast leads to conflict, leads to fights. Um, and, and also, you know, to be mindful, fighting with ourselves, you know, um, you know, that's tough. It's tough. So, you know, I, I loved, um, I saw a saying and it says, you know, um, behind unrealistic expectations are just premeditated or, or, or is premeditation for resentment. Mm. And I guess the strong word of premeditation, you know, because, you know, in my mind, when we premeditate something, it usually that's not uh, something um, always a a positive. Um, And so, you know, I, I love that, you know, instead of, you know, that they lead us to our next, you know, disappointments of really, you know, realizing, am I premeditating my next disappointment, my next resentment? You know, am I setting myself up for that? It's and so true, um, yeah. You know, I, I'd also, um, you know, was reading something and I, I'd never heard this uh, before, but it, it was called magical thinking. And, you know, as far as expectations, and what this what this PhD doctor was talking about was that you know sometimes we think that you know by manifesting with the law of attraction or by praying um, or by feeling that we have the control to make sure that that outcome is going to happen you know she she had to explain that she calls that magical thinking. And, you know, I, I really spent some time, you know, kind of processing through that. And I thought, you know what? Yeah, we are thinking that, you know, we can make magic happen. And, uh, and we will always lead ourselves to disappointments because not everybody understands our, our magic show. And, um, you know, what's your thoughts on that? Well, on the, on the magic show or the well, magic thinking or yeah. inspect- and, expectations in general? Well, I guess in general, and also, you know, do you perceive, you know, that, you know, praying or feeling that, you know, the law of attraction will get you the results that you want, that you expect? Well, I think it is how we communicate that expectation. I think that has a lot to do with it um, because we can create an expectation 
for ourselves going into any situation. And if we're not realistic about that expectation, that's going to come back and cause us some discomfort. You know, I'll give you an example. So let, like, let's say we, we have a kid, a teenager, and that teenager is going through some emotions like all teenagers do, but they want to talk to that parent. So their expectation is, Hey, you're the parent. You're going to, you're going to be there for me. You're going to listen to me. Well, when that kid goes to talk to the parent and the parent says, I'm too tired, let's, let's do it later. And that continues to happen. I'm too tired. I'm too tired. I'm too tired. Or, oh, honey, you're just, you're just rambling on. So that was an expectation from a teenager where they could get like comfort and they could get, um, you know, maybe some advice on how to handle something. And so that teenager creates this expectation. Well, you would think, you know, that the teenager would go into that um, thinking, well, you, the teenager goes into that thinking, you know, that parent's going to be there. Well, if that parent doesn't show up, then they've just created a lower expectation for that teenager. And so that creates that, I guess what we talked about in our previous podcast is that um, spot that, that space for arguing or miscommunication or that space for, um, tension and anxiety. So I think expectations are incredibly important, but also realistic. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I tend to, to try to look at instead of, you know, I, I don't like to use the word for just for myself. Okay. Because my expectations have so many disappointments, um, that I, you know, look at what is it something that I want to happen and what is something that, you know, I might feel like it needs to happen. However, processing through it and, and you know what, if I don't get that want, you know, met, how am I going to, to then handle it? Mm-hmm. You know, because I think the, the, the breakdown with the expectations is that we don't know how to hand, you know, we, if it doesn't go our way, then we're not happy. And we don't have like a backup plan or a backup feeling, you know, to ward that off. And can I add something? Yeah. You know, so us humans, we can be very disappointing, right? Oh, yes. We can, we can, we can really burst somebody's bubble of expectations. So I was working with a client and the expectation was that when you help someone, you show appreciation or the other person would show appreciation, right? So like if you come over to my house, Stacy, and you help me in my garden um, and I've got to do a lot of digging and you're out there sweating all day digging. And if you leave and I never say thank you or, you know, give you a hug or whatever, your expectation of me is probably going to change. Because going in, you probably thought, you know, hey, I'll probably at least get a thank you. And that thank you to you was enough. However, if there's no return of appreciation, then I have just changed that expectation. And then the next time you're going to deal with me, you might be a little bit more hesitant because you've now 
have a different expectation going into that situation. And which that, that situation, if I didn't appreciate you at all for coming over for three hours, digging in my garden, your expectation probably changed. But more importantly, I probably created some disappointment in you and some probably um, just feelings of like, gosh, she doesn't even appreciate me at all. She wanted me to do was come over and work. So I, I think, you know, that's why I said humans can be so disappointing because we get so busy in our lives that I don't know if we think about what other people's expectations are a lot of the times um, when we're involved with somebody, right? And it could be as simple as letting somebody down going to dinner, you know, like at the last minute you let them down when they were, you know, looking forward to going to dinner with you. Maybe they hadn't been out on the town in three weeks and they were like really wanting to go out to dinner. And then all of a sudden the expectation is let down again. So um, I think it's important that we understand how we impact each other's expectations. I think you bring up a very, very good point. You know, um, because I, I know for myself, you know, um, when, when I would put expectations on others, I would look at it, what would I do? So I would look at things of, you know, they needed to, to respond the way that I would. So whether it is, you know, sending a thank you card and I didn't get one in the mail, you know, and I would have done that mm -hmm. or, you know, um, I would have, you know, I would have helped, you know, um, and, and I know this like with, with my kiddos, you know, I, I often think, you know, or, or I'll even say to them, you know what, I could, I could never get away with this. You know, so it, it doesn't even enter into my mind that they would not respond or jump into help or, or what have you, because I did. And so a lot of people think, well, if I do, then everybody should do that. And I think that's another expectation that we have. I think what you said there is so important. We usually do what I would do, right? Our yeah. beliefs, our values. And that's where uh, um, we get into sticky situations a lot of times with people who we think we should be in a relationship with. And they let us down over and over and over. And they, they crush our expectations over and over and over. And we sit and wonder, why is this person disappointing me so much when our values aren't aligning with their values and expectations. So, well, and I think it's important to, to, you know, if you've been in, in relationships, whether it's children, parents, spouse, you know, friends, siblings, you know, and they have shown you time and time again, what they're capable of. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, or willing to do. And you keep on going back to that well, asking them to do X, Y, Z. And in the past, they have not been willing, okay, or capable of, you know, you're setting yourself up for failure and disappointment, you know, because you're going to the well that is going to be dry, looking that there's still going to be water. And so one is to be able to identify of not keep being to go back because that's what more resentments and I've seen it with 
especially I'll, I'll be very honest uh, with my oldest son. And, you know, it, it's led to a lot of hard feelings. It's led to a lot of uh, anger. It's to feelings of abandonment. It's led to feelings of um, disgust. And, you know, again, this is more, those feelings are more of a, a me problem because I'm choosing to hold on to those. And, you know, I'm working on being more mindful that he is his own individual self. Mm -hmm. And just because he is an, you know, an offspring of me does not make him me. There's a lot of other influences in his life that he picked up different, you know, different styles of um, his personality or even just his own demeanor that he was, you know, born with, with genetics. And so, you know, I, this is a topic that I love because sometimes I really struggle with it still. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think a lot of people struggle with it. You know, it's, it's a natural tendency for us to have hope for us to have happiness and fulfillment. And, you know, where we have a false belief is that, you know, when our expectations are met, that those expectations are going to bring us the happiness, the joy, the content. Mm -hmm. And when that falls short and we don't get the desired feeling positive feeling of the joy, happiness, content, peace, whatever it may be, then that is a, you know, again, that's a loss. So what do we say about loss? Loss creates anger. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, so it, it can be a very vicious circle, a very vicious circle. Yeah. Especially if we're not willing to communicate how they made us feel and how um, you know, them, their behaviors, our expectation going in, and they didn't meet that. If we're not able to communicate that in a respectful manner, then we just continue to carry disappointment after disappointment. It's like, we're just putting them in our little satchel and we're just tucking away all those little disappointments. And then the, we're just building this belief in our head that people are disappointing and they will let us down. So you know, may I share a story? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, my, my kids are going to kill me. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't think they'll, I don't think they'll listen to the podcast. So that's okay. Um, they'll, they'll kill me when I write my book though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when it's on the bestseller. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, there, there was the situation, um, you know, my mother was estranged from, from my, my children as well. And that was, a, you know, kind of a choice of hers. And, um, you know, I never put my feelings or, or, you know, told my parents they couldn't, or my children, they couldn't have, you know, contact um, with their grandparents. And so one day, um, we had gone to my mother's, we were invited for the first time to my mother's surprise 70th birthday party. Hmm. And so Ron and I in Austin went and, you know, we didn't say anything to Chip, you know, he was on his own. And so, um, 
you know, and, and the motive I feel for my family is because they didn't want to have to answer to people where, where's Stacy, you know, where's Ron. And so I think my son, my son and, and my mother were very, very close, very close. And, you know, it was no secret that he was a favorite. He was the first grandchild and, you know, he, he, he was treated very accordingly. And so I think he was feeling, okay, maybe things will be different. You know, that things, you know, we must have had a really good time there or, you know, him having that an expectation of what it probably was for us. Mm -hmm. And he was missing out on that. So one night he calls me and he says, you know, mom, I, I, I want to call grandma. And I want to tell her, you know, how I feel and how I feel abandoned by her and how I feel, you know, the loss and et cetera, et cetera. And my comment to him was, Chip, if you are going to do that, one, do not go in with any expectations. Two, do not go in with accusatory or the you statements. And um, because it, it's not going to be received well. And, you know, folks, remember, my mom is a, a, is a narcissist. So, you know, if you know of any, any, anything about narcissism, you know, you, it's hard to confront a narcissist because they will gaslight you back and they will project and deflect onto you and tell you that your feelings aren't valid, valid, et cetera. So, you know, we, my husband and I cautioned our son and, you know, I was praying that he would have a change of heart and, you know, he was very emotional on the phone and, and he had been crying and really upset and kind of angry. And instead of taking that pause time, he immediately picked up the phone and called her. Well, hmm. guess what? It went disastrous. Oh no. And I tried to explain to him, you know, ha write it out, have a plan, you know, stay on task, you know, don't let her deviate you. You don't deviate, you know, if you want a positive outcome. So about, I don't know, they had, they had a knockout drag out fight and, uh, about 20 minutes later or so, he calls me back and he is just sobbing and he's angry and he's this and he's that because he didn't get his expectation met. And, you know, and I tried to explain to him who he's dealing with. And, you know, if you can't, if you can't, you know, play by these rule, you know, these, these kind of guidelines or know what you're walking into, don't do it. And, you know, to be honest, what that did, because he didn't have the coping skills, is that sent him spiraling into his addiction. Mm. And within 10 days, my son was calling me and saying, Mom, I think I need rehab, which was, I know it might, this might sound crazy to parents out there, but that was my most proud moment as a parent, that hmm. my son was strong enough and did not hold shame to say, mom, this is bigger than me and I need help. And, 
you know, so me coming, you know, the way I came off to that was, you know, how proud I was of him. And he had made how weak he is. Mm. And I said, you know, in my perspective, he, he was the strongest, you know, 23 year old that I ever knew Hmm. to be, to reach out for help. And so, you know, I'm just wanted like a real life example of how one, that relationship will never be able to be mended. And, you know, one, because my mother will hold resentments until she goes to her grave and my son will hold on to her. And not that it would be for them to have any reuniting. Um, and that's not what I'm, what I'm, what I'm saying or encouraging at all. However, you know, I think it's important for us to also li- you know, listen to somebody else that has a different lens if we're a little bit emotional and see if there's validity to what they are saying. You know, because if, if, if my son had kind of taken some of the steps or, or, you know, encouragement to, to look at other avenues before making that call, he might've had a different outcome. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that, that's just one thing that I was, that I was thinking. Well, and you know, one, that's unfortunate for your son to have to go through that with his grandparent. You know, I think that's just unfortunate. And I think the strength of him being able to say, Hey, I need help is also important in which a lot of people struggle to do. So, you know, kudos to him for saying, Hey, I need help. Because I think if we're willing to get help with some of these things in life, it, it's so important. I wish I would have had that. You know, I have a, I have a, a time in, in my life where, um, you know, I, I grew up, you know, in Jefferson City, Missouri, you know, we had a great childhood and, you know, so life was grand. And, you know, as a kid, you know, as kids, we think your parents will love you no matter what, right? That unconditional love we talked about a few mm-hmm. podcasts back. However, you know, when I came out, my expectation was, you know what, you're my parents, you're going to love me regardless of this, this one thing, right? And so that was an expectation. Well, when that expectation fell through, because, you know, they said that they'd rather hear I was killed in a car accident. (laughs) I mean, your expectation kind of goes down the toilet, right? So um, you know, when you lose an expectation that someone can love you just for who you are, not what you're doing, um, it can really wreak havoc on your life. You know, unfortunately, I carried that disappointment from that lack of expectation, um, from them not being able to just love me for who I was, not what I was doing. That impacted me for two decades. Stacy, it impacted me so hard. And I can imagine with your son, how that disappointment from that expectation that he had going in, how it could have really rooted itself into his belief system about himself. And that's, you know, sometimes what happens with us as humans is that 
you know, when we have that disappointment, again, we formulate these things about ourselves that we had these initial beliefs, but then all of a sudden, because of we allow others to impact our beliefs and our beliefs change to a negative. And, you know, I experienced that so hard. It was so hard when, you know, my parents, I thought my expectation of my parents was to love me no matter what. And that, you know, if we have so many people that get in situations like that, that find that disappointment because it's not unconditional. There are conditions to loving other people and that can really tear somebody up inside. And if you're not equipped or you don't ask for help and thankfully your son asked for help that can really tear up your life and cause major issues in relationships going forward, because then your expectations become all over the board and you anticipate disappointment. And so you're looking for disappointment and yeah, I mean, it, it, it can really wreak havoc is what I'm saying. Absolutely. You know, I think for, for him, what I see is, you know, he is, he, where you say, you know, it can create havoc throughout your life or like it did for you for, for quite a period of time, you know, he's not willing to face it. He's not willing to face his true feelings. He, he's not willing to process through a feeling of abandonment and, and the loss. He wants to sit in just anger. And um, so, you know, from my perspective, I think he's a little stuck right now, which, you know, has caused him, whether he wants to realize it, he, he's a high anxiety person and he'll say, mom, I've been so anxious. And I, you know, I just sit back, you know, and I want to say, I wonder why, you know, you have a lot of unresolved, you know, you know, things that have happened that you don't want to address. And that, that anxiety is only going to build. You know, because again, like I say often, our body keeps the score. And, um, you know, I, I would like to, to touch on that unconditional love. You know, I think also we get the message from others, you know, that should, you know, our, our family should, uh, or the illusion mm -hmm. that that's just going to happen. And unfortunately, you know, for you, for I, yes, there's conditions and some, those conditions um, can hurt bad, can really hurt. And, and so then you think the next time somebody, I know for myself, when my husband would say, you know what, Stacey, I love you unconditionally. Well, my perspective of unconditional love was not, didn't feel warm and fuzzy, didn't feel very loving. And I was like, oh, I don't want that. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Sure so I would enough. put a, I'd put a barrier up, you know, because I was, ex again, expectation, his, his, uh, you know, unconditional love to end up abandoning me too. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that, it, you know, up until I would say this last year, so 23 years that this is, has, you know, created some internal struggle for me um, and lack of trust. And it, you know, that was me putting that on him. 
it wasn't anything that he was doing, showing me that he didn't, you know, that I had a reason not to trust. Um, and so unfairly, you know, I put, you know, and would treat him with consequences sometimes. <laughs> he didn't even do anything wrong. Hmm. However, I was projecting my feelings out of other situations. And, um, you know, it, it, it kills me how many times, like, when I've gone in with expectations, like, I feel shocked. Like, I'm shocked that it didn't happen the way that I expected. Like, you know, there was no other option, you know, and then it led me to getting really angry mm-hmm. and very resentful. And again, there comes the expectations are the premeditation to the resentments. So, um, you know, I like, I like this topic because I don't think we realize, I don't even care if it's, a, we go out to eat and we expect our, our steak to be cooked the way it was the last time we we're there. And there's a different chef. So it comes out and it's not as good, you know, we're disappointed because we have our expectations set that this steak is going to taste as good as it did the last time. And then a lot of times we get upset and we won't go back. Yeah. It's funny. I was just feeling bad yesterday because I had an expectation going into this bank of America over the weekend. And we've been to this bank of America several times. And every time we go, it's a terrible experience. And so I had this expectation going in. And I was a total smuck to the, to the, the lady, um, the uh, clerk there. You were? I was, I was total smuck. Wow. Yeah. And because I had built up this expectation going in that it was going to be a bad experience and guess what it was. (laughs) And so my emotions were already high going in because I had created this terrible expectation walking in and it matched that. So it just made me lose control of my emotions for the moment. And so, you know, I was just not nice to the girl for a second. And so, you know, I thought about through that yesterday and, but that's what we do, right? We create based on experience, these expectations of situations that we're entering into or around us or people we're going to be engaging with. So um, yeah, expectations can really skew how you walk into a situation. I'm just curious. Can I ask a question? Yeah. In that situation, if you could do a redo, what do you think you could have done differently to have a more positive outcome? Well, the, the experience would have still been crappy, but I just wouldn't have said anything. I just voiced my opinion about Bank of America is what I did to her. Yeah, I have that. Hopefully she was going to pass it along, but I doubt it. You know, I, I have that same feeling about Bank of America. <laughs> it, it, they held my mortgage for a while and, you know, they sold it finally and thank God. But I think that they're sneaky little things and uh, their customer service is less than desirable. Oh my gosh. We've had our accounts hacked over four times. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, it's terrible, but. Yeah. So, but anyway, so my point is that, you know, we create a lot of that frustration for ourselves because we set, we either anticipate the expectation 
And so we are gearing ourselves up for that expectation. Maybe that expectation we're expecting is it's going to be a terrible um, experience. And so we get our emotions wrapped up in that expectation. And so, you know, or we go into an expectation hoping for the best and then it's let down because the other person doesn't match our expectation. So I think there's a lot of different ways how that expectation can really uh, rule us in our emotions. You know, one thing I find interesting, you know, when we, when we put out there or, you know, expect that it's going to be horrible. Okay. It's going to be horrible. And, you know, a lot of times we have contributing factors that are going to help influence that horribleness that we might encounter. However, sometimes then with our, our uh, influence, we do get that response that we were expecting. And then it's, we tell ourselves, see, see, told you so. Uh-huh. Yeah. We told you so. So it reinforces that, that negative belief. So the next time you go into something and you're not feeling good. Yep. See, I had data that was true. Yep. You know, I, I, you know, what? my gut is, is always right on this. You know, I, I know best and we don't look at our, how our actions or reactions also influence the outcomes. Yeah. And where it can be dangerous, you know, because then that's, and white oh you know this always happens or they're never this way um and so you know those are just some things that i i you know had thought of or that that have happened for my me yeah yeah and i think that's why it's so important that with our expectations whatever it is we're not projecting the emotions and that's you know i was telling carissa last like i was like i was such a smuck i said i'm gonna go back in there and I'm going to apologize next time I see her. I said, because I was just frustrated and it's not my right to take out my frustration on another human being. And so that's where I have to do better and be better and treat people better. Right. So, yeah. um, but I think self-reflection is so important, especially when it comes to expectations. You know, what, what is it about the expectation that lets you down? Was it because it didn't match what you would do? And does that other person where they, did they have the same experiences in life that you did? Did, did, were they raised the same? Are their values the same? Um, Were they taught a certain way? You know, so I think it's important that when we're looking at, when we are let down in those expectations, you know, do some, do some reflection, you know, what was it, you know, is it just me? What, what was the, what was the deal? Find, find that introspect where you can not keep compiling that evidence like you just talked about, because we will find evidence to support whatever we want to believe. That is, we are so good at that as people. Whatever we tell ourselves is truth. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Well, awesome. Awesome sauce. Yeah. Well, our next topic um is going to be on toxic relationships and how we maneuver through them and you know the steps to take um so i'm kind of excited about this actually i'm excited about all of them me too (laughs) (laughs) everybody's gonna get sick of me i'm excited for today's topic i'm excited 
How do you get no. so excited about all those topics? Well, it's just because it's real life. And well, I get excited about real life. You know, and it's real life. And, and, you know, the exciting part for me is these, most often, these are areas that I have found growth in, you know, that, that I've had issues that have created some um, negative impacts in my life. And, you know, so bringing the awareness to others that maybe they're, they're having the same difficulties that, that I went through um, and giving them hope that, you know, there can be change. Is it easy? Nope. Is it worth it? Yep. Yep. And so anyway, so if friends remember, as always, our, you know, our information can be found in the, in the bio link be, below, as well as follow us on Facebook and Instagram for myself, Stacy on Facebook, you can find me at you three, you thrive coaching and on Instagram underscore you thrive coaching. And for Steph, you can find her at on, on both Instagram and Facebook, Stephanie D coaching. And remember friends, smile and be kind. And do better, be better, and treat people better. See y'all later. Bye.